it rained the whole way there. Well, like halfway there, it started to rain the whole way. We didn't start recording yet. (laughs) 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 What was the whole pep talk? (laughs) Anticlimactic. Happy Best Friends Day, by the way. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 22 of the Zero G Adventures podcast. As always, I'm Tim. I'm Chris. And I'm Brian. And this week, we bring you our first review of the season at Cedar Point, America's rock and roller coast, America's butter toast, a place like no other. Get to the point. Cedar Cedar Point. Point. So, as always, thank you, everybody's listened and followed with us along our journey. Um, Now, now it's your time to do your part and go and buy a t-shirt. Merch or, shop on our website. Or a hoodie. Tank tops. Prepare for the fall. We have stickers. Everybody can use a sticker. So um, just to give you an update on what's coming up, we do have the Universal podcast coming. We recorded it three weeks ago. Did half of it. We're going to do the other half. We just wanted to do them together, and we knew we had this trip coming up in the middle, so... Uh, we're just holding off on Islands of Adventure for next week. so um, Or the week after. Or the week after. As of uh, some news, as you could tell, we've been kind of every other week, every third week with our podcast updates. We're getting busy going to parks. We're getting busy with life stuff. So for the summer, we are going to move to an every other week. Um, so two podcast episodes a month um, until... Summer winds down and it starts getting to be around fall and then we'll pick up to every week and pick up with our park adventures um, that we do in our virtual park visits. So thumbs up, thumbs up. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. So as always with every single podcast, we always like to have a drink to sip on throughout the podcast to just make it just a little bit more interesting and bring out the hottest takes around. Bearable. <laughs> it's one of those days <laughs> and i'm about to be covered in <laughs> i'm gonna be a soaked pony <laughs> <laughs> oh god so for this episode we wanted to take it you know we 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 didn't want to do something inside the park um You know, there's a lot of domestic stuff and pre-made stuff that you can buy inside the park. But there is an awesome restaurant right outside the gates of Cedar Point called the Thirsty Pony. It's right at the entrance to the causeway. If you've been to Cedar Point, you know about the Thirsty Pony. You pass it. Yeah, you you literally pass it coming and going. (laughs) It is a great place. We spent an entire evening there. At least four hours. (laughs) um, In a monsoon, pretty much. Um, But we'll get to that in a little bit. But... um, you know, we're going to make a drink from the Thirsty Pony. It's called the Twisted Pony. It's kind of like an Alabama Slammer, a Long Island iced tea. And some beer. Mixed Had all a baby <laughs> and then drank a Miller Lite. Um, 
So let's kind of talk about it, Brian. You want to say what's in it? Yes. So what isn't in it? It has slow gin, which is the red gin, orange juice, vodka, a sours mix, grenadine, bourbon whiskey, lemon lime soda, and a splash of Pilsner beer. Whew. So before we get into our reviews for it, as always, you can find the video of us making the drink on our website, on our YouTube channel, and on Facebook. Um, so what, what do you think? Chris, I'm going to head it to you first. I'm actually a fan of it. I, I know Brian loves the Alabama Slammer. I actually find them to be a little bit too sweet a lot of the time. This is like a perfect balance. There's that sweetness, but it has a bit of a bite to it from the beer and the sours mix. I, I really like it. Yeah, I mean, it's now it's not quite 100% what we got at the Thirsty Pony, but it is close um, in coloring. And that's the only, the only way it really looks different is the coloring of it with the recipe that we found and used. Um, Which we kind of cobbled together. Although I did ask the Thirsty Pony and they gave me the amounts for the booze, but they didn't give me the amounts for the mixers and the other things. So it's sort of our, our own take on it. But shout out to the Thirsty Pony for releasing that inference. Because oh, yeah. it is a specialty cocktail. Oh yeah, I, I messaged them on Facebook. I said, we're up there a lot. We've you know been to your bar numerous times. Could you share the recipe? Got back to me within 10 minutes. That's cool. All right. So so they're definitely uh, responsive on oh, yeah. messaging. <laughs> so shout out to Thirsty Pony for picking a great drink for us or giving us the opportunity to make a great drink. So um, so park news, there's... There's a lot. The big news, the big... I mean, there's a lot of big news. The big news, timer. Did you update it? No. So you're just winging it? I'm just winging it. Oh, okay, cool. We'll, Wing away. We'll play off of you then. Because... The big news came from SeaWorld Orlando. Yes. Saying, Oh! <laughs> we're going to do a Halloween event. Holy hell. Which they didn't need to do. No. Because they did, they did like something small, like family-oriented. They did like a festival in the past, but now yeah. it's the full-blown Hallow Scream. Yes. And... Universal Asylum. Yeah, we're still waiting to hear more details from Halloween Horror Nights, and of course Disney's boohoo to yoohoo. But but I I think that played into um, SeaWorld's decision to go for it because they saw what Disney was doing or not doing, mm -hmm. and what they were charging for what they're not doing. And I think SeaWorld saw an opportunity to grab some of the market. And I think from both. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, a, a, a unit, a Horror Nights has a diehard fan mm -hmm. base, and, and it, it, but it's known to be very busy. <clears throat> yes, and it's hey, we have this. People are coming here. We can stay open later because normally, like in the fall, they close at like five or six, right? And that's it. So this is an opportunity for for them to stay open later. Well, it's a separate. Food, it's a separate event, I believe. Which yeah is even more genius. Which is like so. It's kind of funny the way that the Bush Sea <clears throat> World parks work. Tampa and SeaWorld Orlando, it's a separate event. Bush Gardens Williamsburg, it's included in your price, like it's your day. So mm -hmm. it is a different market in yeah. Florida for sure. Yeah. And Tampa has really been up in their game. Yeah. With 
with their Halloween event to draw the people away from Orlando and away from Universal um, because they're they're not Halloween screams are not at least at least down there it's not very family oriented. It's more for yes. thirteen and up. It's yes. is more of the mature audience, you know, especially horror nights and. You know, to see that SeaWorld Orlando is bringing this out, I'm kind of intrigued to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If they split the difference between the two experiences, that might be the winning ticket. Where are you at, Horror Nights? Yeah. Bring it out. Now, what cracks me up, though, this news came out the same day that Disneyland unveiled the Avengers Campus. And the top news story (laughs) everywhere you looked was not Disney. It was SeaWorld Orlando. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Disney. Well. Here's the thing. (laughs) Years in the making. The Avengers Campus. The brand new ride. Literally the technology already existed three years prior at Legoland. For Ninjago. But let's turn it into a Spider-Man ride. Put a virtual queue on it. And disappoint everyone. <laughs> With an upcharge. With an upcharge if you want to have better luck slinging your webs. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's my line. <laughs> it's it's the Zero G Adventures line. Mm-hmm. Soon to be on t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Again, go go buy our merch. <laughs> um, I'm not a superhero. Pro- I've never been into superheroes. Never been into Batman and, and all this. None of this stuff impresses me at all you don't want to buy a hundred dollar sandwich well oh i mean if you put it that way a hundred dollar sandwich yeah my my major problem with it is the hype and the utter letdown of what i've seen it's not an innovative ride experience it It, makes toy story midway mania look exciting it, it exists already it's been done and worse yet at least from the video i've seen and you know me i watch the 4k pov videos the people that film these things know how to film these things properly. The actual graphics of this ride look like PS3, PS4 quality. It's not looking that good. It is not MCU movie CGI quality that I would expect from, from a ride like this. This is console level graphics hmm. and it looks kind of cheesy. Yeah, and, and, the, and even in the, even in the pre-show, it's that bad. Maybe on the ride, I could cut it some slack because it's a video game, but the pre-show is even rendered. I had to say it cheaply, at least from my impression. And, and my favorite thing was, you know, this was Disney's kind of slap East Coast West Coast in the face to Universal to say we can do a Spider-Man ride too. And almost every comment I've seen on this is, but the ride that's over twenty years old is better. Yeah. And honestly, the graphics don't look all that much different. No. Like, I mean, when the 20-year-old ride's looking just as good as what you just built, something went wrong. Okay, so I'm not going to give them any more of our attention. Moving on. So what else happened in the news? I mean, the big thing is the park's continuing struggle to get staff. Um, Locally, we have great news. Kennywood's now open every day of the week. True. 
Um, Cedar Point's attracting a lot of people as well. Yes, yeah, Cedar I Point's saw. hoping that they're going to change their schedule and be open every day again, possibly by next week. Kennywood had the ace in the hole, though. They were offering free potato patch fries if you showed up for an interview. And I wonder how many Yinzers showed up just for the fries and didn't even have one. Like, it would probably be a shorter line to get them at the interview than have it, have it served to you. Sure. Jersey Devil. Yep. That's opening. And the stunt pilot ride opened as well. That opened already. Did it? Yeah. And uh, they got certified. The uh, Jersey Devil got certified, and I think that's going to be open next week. Well, their media day is the tenth, right? Same so. day as Velocicoaster's official opening. Coincidence? I Maybe. think not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that's a toss-up between them two, for me. Yeah, as to which is going to be better. But what else? I'm trying to think. What else? It's been like it's kind of been all like the same news. A lot of the other than those major things, the other news has just been about parks either reducing hours. Reducing days, hours, extending yeah. hours back and forth. And that's going to be this year, boys and girls. It's going to be a check it. It's going to get updated, good or bad, depending on the flow. Mm -hmm. They can be closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays this week and be open Tuesdays and Wednesdays next week. You know, just never know. I mean, the biggest problem I think the industry has right now is there is this massive influx of people that want to go to the parks. But closing at 8 o'clock? Oof. But... Yep. I don't know. You, you, you bring up, like, if, if you have a shortage on employees, does it make sense to stay open until 10 and pay the employees overtime? But then so you risk employee price. burnout, and yeah. then, you know, do people start calling off, and then you're even shorter. But I don't it, know. I, if you're going to pay me $20 an hour like Cedar Point, I'll work a 12-hour day, no problem. Well, and then you get, once you hit over 40 hours, and then you get uh, $30 an hour. No, you don't. I hate to break it to you. Um, amusement parks are seasonal. They don't have to pay overtime. Well, that's a whole bunch of jackassery. I, th I think the, the the worst part about the news cycle with all this is because it's changing so fast, you can't be sure what hours are from day mm -hmm. to day. They change so quickly. The, this last trip we had booked weeks out, and it changed on us because they changed the, the days they're open. Yep, right. And some parks are saying, you know, we're going to get rid of reservations. Some are hanging on to it. Some are saying they might keep reservations permanently. There's really no consistency, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, planning is a pain. And, I mean, Disney, for example, okay, Epcot doesn't open until 11. Well, just today they started using the rope drop again. So they opened the gates to the park an hour before the park opened at 10. Get everyone into, you know, the rope drop area like before. And then actually open the rest of the park at 10.20. So people that were arriving at 11, thinking that the park opens at 11, mm -hmm. already had to deal with two-hour waits for test track and all this stuff going on. So bottom line is, I would get to a park an hour before it opens. That's my advice. That's what we did. Yep. And we sat. Yes, Cedar Point was, unlike Epcot and Disney, they were like, we're holding you till the last second. Literally. Yeah. If the so. clock didn't tick to the point they said, God said, forbid you have to pee. Word. But, but we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. Yeah. That's coming soon. Now it's time for a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Buy something from our merch store. I that's a theme. <laughs> uh. 
I don't think of I think we're done with the news though. I don't think there's any any other any other major yeah. news. I mean, we covered the big points. The, the Halloween announcements down in Florida, Disney's opening or lack thereof, the um, Halloween events for Disney and whatnot, and the, the changing schedules. The, the weird thing is, it seems like there's a lot of news, but it's just the schedule's changing. That's really what it is in the turnover there. Yes. All right. So I think it's about to get into our. It's about to get into. I think we're it's about to get real. Oh shit! I think we're about ready to head into our uh, park review and our trip report from uh, Cedar Point that we took last week, June third and fourth. No, second and third. I think it's about time we took the trip to Cedar Point that we took last June second and third. And this June. We're gonna- this June. <laughs> this June. Last June. Time this has June. no meaning it's anymore. It's less than a week away. Doesn't time it feel like no it was meaning. long? Are we really moving this time? We're in the car. We're driving. Okay. It was a rainy drive. Oh, it started like, I swear, we crossed over into Ohio. Your easy pass didn't work. And then it started the rain. And then all hell broke loose. Not really. I mean, it was, it was a pretty good drive other than yeah. it just rained. And it was like that annoying level rain. Like your wipers can't be on full the whole time. They couldn't be on low. They had to like. And either way, it. just messed with you. Yes. Yeah. But it was also it's just. It's easier just to do this mm-hmm. with it. But thing. it was also just enough rain that there was enough water on the roads that everybody's tires was throwing that, that mist. obnoxious yes. mist. And you couldn't see the white lines in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> plan to go up Wednesday morning, go to the park like we normally do, get up Thursday. Brian was going to come up and join us. Um, and then, you know, spend the night and then come home Friday or whatever. And, well, that didn't work out because they decided to close on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So we left, uh, it was about 3, 4, four o'clock. Yep, and I was allowed to join them. <laughs> yes. So we didn't and, have to take and, two cars. Yeah. In the and, back seat. That was fine. I was. We were jamming the pink. I was happy. <laughs> so we <laughs> drove up at four, at 4 o'clock. Got up there about 7, 7.30. We live in Pittsburgh, so it's about three, three and a half hour drive. It was about three and a half hours due to the rain and all that. Yep. Um, and checked into our hotel. One thing about Ohio is all of their COVID restrictions had been decreased, so there was no masks anywhere, which was kind of odd. A little bit different. It was weird, like walking in somewhere and not, well, what do we have? When you still look at the sign, like, what do we have to do? When you don't have to do, because, you know, everyone's kind of like one of those things where you're in a dream and you're not wearing any clothes and everybody's staring at you. Yes, except it was mask. Yeah. 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 Um, Or do you wear your mask? I don't know. (laughs) Why aren't you wearing a mask? I have it on. Where's it at? Can't tell you. Want to see? Um, (laughs) What color is yours? (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, the drink of the week was really strong, and it finally caught up with them. Your mom's a hoe. <laughs> Actually, I know your mom. She's not. She's a very nice lady. I respect. Yeah, she her might greatly. listen to this. She better check that. She'll come up. She'll drive seven hours up here and whoop your ass. <laughs> She'll run up, bitch, slap me. Turn around, get in her car, and drive seven hours home. Yep. Yes, With a will. smile, gratification. That's my face. mama. Your dad's like, all oh, shit. Um, <laughs> when we got there, we were hungry and we were thirsty. So where'd we go? We went to the drunken donkey. The thirsty pony. I which lie. That's I was funny. ecstatic because I've never been there. Which, as many times as you've been up there, 
And I now, am still shocked that you've never now, been. And now I don't think I could do a trip without it. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, as Tim said, I am still shocked because you've been there more than either one of us have. Next and... time I'm buying one of those thigh-high drinks because you get to keep the thigh-high contained. Like, but they have these drinks, those 60-ounce specialty drinks that are served in like, like the souvenir lamp from Christmas, Christmas Story. Story. But just without the lampshade, like the whole leg, that's where your drink is, and you have the super long straw. Good drinks in a Mai Tai's in Long Island. True. One drink all night, you're good to go. Well, shit, we were there four hours. Right. We, drink. <laughs> we all could have drank at least one or two of them. Oh, I have, I've enjoyed everything that I've really ever had there, but my new favorite... Four find, words. Four words. My new favorite find there is their... Big-ass fucking pretzel. Deep-fried Oh, yeah. soft pretzel. Oh yes, <laughs> it's, like as, <laughs> it's as big as Tim's head. Actually, it's bigger. We have a picture to prove it. Comes out hanging from a banana stand. <laughs> yes, not Tim. The pretzel <laughs> depends how many drinks he's had. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's. I mean, the Thirsty Pony. It is in between like a normal bar, tourist attraction, and a dive bar. And but in the, in the, be, in the just, best possible way. Like, it, yeah. Yes, it is the best possible way. It's always been every time that we go up, every time I go up, I go to the Thirsty Pony. Regardless if you're with me or whoever, I always stop at the Thirsty Pony. I love it. It's not the greatest food. Um, I think it's. Uh, you, I mean, it's it's good. It's definitely good. better than park. At, food. When you look at this place from the outside, you think it's a dive bar, mm -hmm. but it's not. The presentation of the food is a step above. Oh yeah. yeah, like and the quality of the food is definitely a step above. Um, I mean, it was fun. I the mean, prices are very reasonable. Right. I mean, let's put it this way: it's not Michelin star, but it's better than Fridays. Yeah, like, it's put, definitely better than Fridays. Yeah, I mean, for what we did for four hours sitting there watching it rain at eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, for the price that we paid, I mean, I think I, you know, we didn't even gamble. Nope. No, we didn't play Keno. No, nope, they have Keno. You can play Keno at the table. No. Nope. So we were too busy. I was busy, you know, flirting with the with the girl. You know, that's always flirting with our server, which you know still didn't get us a discount, so you must mm. not have been that good. You need to work on your flirting skills. I know. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> now, if it was a gay male server, then we would have got a free meal. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Leah was nice. I liked her. She was fun. Leah was a good waitress. Yes. yes. So after that, we headed back to the room and hit the hay. Yeah, and we pretty much ready. Where did we stay? At the hotel. What's the name? Oh. Breakers Express. Nope. Nope. Yeah, because that's what. Nope. That, sorry. That's why I we asked you because I was going to say Breakers Express, but it's not the it's Breakers not called Express that anymore. anymore. It's the Cedar Point Express. Oh, the Cedar. We, yeah, we like I said, we stayed at the Cedar Point <laughs> Express <laughs> Hotel. Stayed on the first floor, right outside the doors, which was awesome. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, literally the second room in from the door, so it was nice. It was quiet, mm -hmm. which it was just more like I didn't hear anything. Like yep. it wasn't loud, and there was a lot of people staying there too. It was a good amount, yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah. It definitely wasn't sold out or full, but there was a good amount. Of people. Yeah, and to stop these two from walking out the door with the artwork on the walls. It was nice artwork. It was. Um, 
you know, one of, one of the things that we kind of were concerned about was, you know, there was heading into the day, there was a 70% chance of rain and thunderstorms. And as we watched the rain pour from outside the window at the Thirsty Pony, we kept checking the weather and it changed. Yeah, it was dry the whole day. It was nice. So that, That's the weird thing about Cedar Point and more specifically lake effect weather. You never know what you're going to get. And it can turn on a dime. And we have been there on days mm -hmm. where it's bright and sunny and we're in line and we turn around and it's like, Death is encroaching upon us like a wall of black darkness is coming off of the lake. And 10 minutes later, the birds are chirping again. The weather changes that quickly. Yeah. So fast, fast, fast forward to Thursday morning. We wake up at 6.30, 6.45, 7 o'clock, somewhere, somewhere around there. We wanted to get there. Early entry was at 9. The park opened at 10. But one thing we need to talk about is def a definite change of opening procedures at Cedar Point. Mm -hmm. Normally, you can get there three hours before the park opens. You can park in the parking lot and stand outside the front gate till the cows come home. Not anymore. <laughs> they held us outside the ticket, the brand new, awesome-looking ticket plaza, or entrance car parking plaza. Some of the brightest signs I've ever seen. You could see them on the other side of the causeway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we had to sit there until 8.30. God forbid you had to pay. Well, Bush Gardens does the same, do they not? Bush Gardens holds you there till 45 minutes to an hour before, depending on how okay. busy it is. And they have bathrooms there. You could actually get out of your car, I checked. And they have bathrooms at the... Well, you building. didn't let me the last time. You told me I had to hold it. I researched it now. Now mm -hmm. I know. But we're not at Bush Gardens. No. We're at Cedar Point. <laughs> well, Cedar Point doesn't have bathrooms. But, but in talking about parks, we have to compare them to others for context. Yes. So then... I love Bush. It's a Schwarzkopf. Yeah. Um, so at 8.30, they let us park our car. But they didn't let us through the security to get it in the park yet. So again, if you still had to pee, you were SOL. They finally, at 8.45, let us through security. So then you could access all the areas like guest services, ticketing, and the bathrooms, most importantly. But still, we were held outside the gates. And normally, half an hour before the park opens, you're in the park waiting at a rope drop or at a, you know, those blue railing things that they usually have out. And then normally at that point, you have to show your platinum pass or your resort card, and then you can go further into the park. Well, none of that happened. About 10 minutes before the park opened, they started letting people in the gates. And then there was nothing. Like, you could go wherever you wanted, and you didn't really have to show anything. But I, I will back up a little bit. Cedar Point still seems to be having some computer problems and databases linking up because we, by default, had reservations for going into the park because we stayed at the Express Resort. Those reservations didn't transfer over to the main gate database. Luckily, Tim hung on to his room key and we were able to show that mm -hmm. and we got through. So there might be a bit of an issue. Hopefully they resolve that. Yeah. As well as some minor yeah. issues with your... I wanted. I purchased and activated my Platinum Pass. And I was all the signs at the front gate said, activate your pass at the gate. 
So I went to the gate, said, she's let me in. And I said, can I get my pass here? And she's like, well, our systems aren't working for that right now. Come back later. And then I had to go, I went to like two other places that those new customer service centers that they added in the park as a throwback, their systems weren't working either to activate or to not to activate the printout my pass. I finally ended up getting it later in the day in Frontier Town when we got our, our Frontier Festival lanyards processed, but that's another story. So early entry. So now resort guests, platinum pass holders, gold pass holders, they all get an hour early entry. Yeah, although the staff didn't know that because we literally, we were walking into the gatekeeper queue. He was telling them that they kept the... Um, the gold, people, the gold back. people back, and they did not keep the gold people back. They let everyone and anyone in. And I believe, yeah. I believe he was training someone, and the person that he was training asked, do we have to look for passes? And he said no, because if they're here, they already, you know, they obviously have the platinum. Yeah. However, I will say that in all three rides that we rode during our entry, nobody even batted an eye. No. Oh, no. There was, the, yeah. Which it may just be one of those things where if you're one of the, you know, just go. Right. I think they, they assumed if you were in the park that early, you were let in for a reason. Why question it? It was probably more effort than it would be and, worth. And honestly, the procedure might be different on a Saturday. Yeah, it, it very it well could be. Yeah. On I mean, this was literally the, the well, first, the first week weekday that it was open this season. So, um, so early entry. So Chris and I kind of have a set schedule <laughs> set way of doing things and i put brian out of his comfort zone and said you're doing what we do and i did it bitch um so we always go right and go to gatekeeper first because everybody goes left and goes to raptor so went to gatekeeper gatekeeper was a walk-on yep so road gatekeeper then we went to raptor because our raven was down yes we yeah, Val Raven was down. It was testing. It, it was the only ride that was testing continuously, yeah. like before the park opened, and then it was down when we got there. Um, so went to Raptor, walked, walked on. on Raptor, which was nice. Um, a throw in Raptor is magical if you haven't been on it. I suggest. Yes. Um, then after that, we headed over to Val Raven, waited one train, one train for <laughs> Val Raven, and got the front row. Um, one thing I will say, and we'll say this early on, is that the people that are working in the park right now, and you had said it at Val Raven was many times. People were so happy yes, to the be staff working. Was the best staff I've ever encountered mm -hmm. at Cedar Point in my life. Twenty dollars an hour obviously makes a difference. I will and, say that. And it wasn't just Val Raven, it wasn't Gatekeeper, it, was it wasn't food stands. It, it was, was everywhere. everywhere. It was wonderful. Yes. Um so after that, we kind of headed on over to Iron Dragon. And well, we waited for park. By that point, it was about yeah. five minutes before the park opened. Right. Yeah. Went, went to Iron Dragon, figured, hey, if it's rumor alert, rumor alert, might be next on the chopping block. Let's ride it while we're here. So we did. Well, I think it was like a two train wait, mm -hmm. if that. And then we walked on the Rougarou. Walked on to Rougarou. But by that point, I will say something. There was nowhere open to get food or drink and this is it was 15 11 30 well by this point it was like 10, oh, 10, 15. 15, 10 but still yeah. drink pass i'm thirsty mm -hmm. after five rides yeah like normally they'd have 
at least one place open in that front of the park where you could, I don't even think that the Starbucks wasn't even open when we first entered the park. Like no, there was the donut place. The bagel yeah. truck wasn't open. Yeah. There was an early thing. And again, I know staffing's an issue this early in the year and everything, but just open something, just one, just have someone standing there to scan your pass for a drink. Mm-hmm. Yes. Add more self-serve kiosks. Well, they happen. They just didn't have them open. Yeah, that that was a major problem with me because it, it, it's actually one thing I look forward to. As weird as it sounds, I enjoy my drink pass. There are some rides I just don't ride either. That, you know, I'm too large because they're restricting sizes now or the restraints don't work for me. So I enjoy the park while these other two yahoos are in line and I enjoy my drink pass. But there were maybe a third of the drink pass locations open and it didn't look like they were going to be open for the season either. Well, it's easy to open that stuff. You never know. I mean, they're getting more staff now, so it should be good. But it was it was frustrating. You know, I don't think we got it. And then after, so after we wrote Iron Dragon. Why don't they have more, like Universal, looking at that poster, Universal has a lot of the freestyle machines. Yes, and Cedar Point does too, but they weren't open. But Tony Clark, get off your ass, get out of your office, go and uncover the freestyle machines just so people can get get drinks. They don't need food that early in the morning, but let them get a Fanta. Yeah. Now, I will say, since we're talking about the drink pass, they severely limited the drinks that are on their soda machines. Well, I, I not that they limited, but the, the locations they opened were the old school fountain machines, not the freestyles. The, a lot of the freestyle locations didn't seem to be open. So when you went to the old school Falcon ones, you were stuck with the six or seven standard right. ones they always but had. But some of those places used to have extra juice drinks, like extra options, but they were removed this year because they brought back the juice stand. That wasn't open. That wasn't open. So True. I felt very like <clears throat> I really wanted like a nice like pear juice or strawberry juice yeah. or something. And I was stuck with cherry coke. Mm -hmm. If I wanted something non-carbonated, they didn't even have iced tea. It was raspberry tea. What I will say, since we're talking about early in the park, I still say I would love a place that would open early enough where I can grab a coffee and a donut that's actually open. I know they have the new French bakery that has the beignets and whatnot, but it, it wasn't open when we went yeah, in. But it doesn't do me any good if it's not open. True. And again, it's staffing, and I'm sure this will change as the year goes on. But So after that, we were um, Rougarou. Well, looked at Millennium Force, and the wait time for Millennium Force was 60 minutes. That is a great time to bring it up. The Cedar Point app, I'm not impressed with. It's I'm not, not accurate with the wait times. I, I am not impressed that they will not display wait times if you are outside of the park. You have to be outside of the park. Now think about how many locals, Dennis, right. yeah, like other people that that drive that'll go up at four or five o'clock at night. How it would be nice for them to be able to see. Oh well, wait times across the border are like thirty minutes. Oh, it's a good good night to go. Yeah, you know, but no, you can't see wait times until you're in the park or if somebody in the park puts them up on a pass holder group or something like that. You know, on Facebook, but you know, and they're not accurate. Um, Millennium Force was 60 minutes. Now, looking at where it was and looking at where we started waiting when we wrote it at the end of the night, 
I think it was longer than at the end of the night than it was at that point, you know, and we didn't wait that long. Um, But the wait times for Steel Vengeance and Maverick were 30 and 20 minutes. Let's go back there. We get on the train. Back there, yeah. Which we waited five to seven minutes for the train, got on the train, went back there, and it jumped up to 90 and 75. And there wasn't the flow of people in the park to say that all of a sudden a throng of people went back. No, there was not a throng of people when we got off the train that was like, oh, rushing through. No, like people have been standing in these lines. Um, Part of me thinks that they like call the rides and get their current wait time like every 30 minutes or something. And a lot can change in a 30 minute window, especially especially from 1030 to 11 or 930 to 10. Right. You know, so yeah, I, I'd agree with that. So we got on a train. We we looked and we looked at where Maverick was. Maverick was just getting onto the bridge. Yeah, so it was about a four. It said a forty-five minute wait, but we waited about thirty-five. Um, it would have been less. No, but they were stacking like six trains every time. That out of the crews, the entire day, that was definitely the only one that was really weak, in my opinion. And there was one that was the surprising winner. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so. But while they were going, well, they were going back to ride those because originally they were going to ride Steel Vengeance before they jumped to Maverick. I don't do Steel Vengeance because the restraints do not like me whatsoever. So I loop the train. If you would love to see a relaxing trip on the Cedar Creek, Cedar Point, Lake Erie Railroad, we have that up on our Facebook page because I, without fail, always, every time, will live stream a train. And it's the only ride you legally can film at Cedar Point. What a better way to relax. Oh, I love that. Than with a a stripper pony. No, not a stripper pony. (laughs) Twisted. Twisted pony. A twisted pony. (laughs) A nice POV of the Cedar Point Lake Erie Railroad. (laughs) And to make you feel comfortable, you need to get yourself a Zero G Adventure shirt from our merch shop. Hashtag merchandising where the real money from the podcast is made. Here's the thing. (laughs) So after we got off Maverick. uh, Tim was hungry. He was hangry. No, I was beyond hangry. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I I needed to eat something. I was starting to shake. I needed to eat something. So Chris and I, for lunch, first day, we always go to Melt. It's tradition. Back by Maverick. Chris and Brian took the the train uh, through Boneville, and they met me over at Melt. I took the Gemini or the Magnum exit and went down the the boardwalk and took a walk along the beach, which was nice. I always love that. Um, we had Melt. What did you think, of Melt? It was great. It was my second time there. I liked it. Food was you get so much food. A half sandwich will do. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Or get the full sandwich and split it. I mean, the half sandwich. The sandwiches were great. Well, you had the the um, I had the mac and cheese one with actual mac and cheese on the Deep grilled fried. cheese. It's great. A lot you, of cheese. You had the grilled cheese with bacon, and mm-hmm. I had their Monte Cristo, which was amazing. Because the previous night you ordered the Monte Cristo at the Thirsty Pony, and they was out of it. So and then, then you ordered, ordered something else, and they, and they were out of it. it. <laughs> so I'm like, I will get a Monte Cristo on this trip if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> Word. Um, after that. Shit, what we do? After that. Oh, yes. We wanted to hit Magnum 
and Gemini. Oh, yes. However, Magnum that day was having some structural issues. Magnum had a boo-boo. Magnum needed some some tuck and lift and nip tuck here and there. They needed get a little TLC. Yes. And I ain't talking about waterfalls. So Magnum was down, which made me sad because Magnum and Raptor are like my, I'll be happy as long as I get to ride those two. But Tim got a coaster credit instead. Yes. Pipe scream. Which Tim will tell you, it's more fun and more thrilling than it looks. It is. I still is. don't think it should count as a coaster. It is. I don't. It's a coaster. You only say that because you increased your count. If it didn't have the hump in the middle, but it has the hump in the middle, so it like has a hill, there's no difference in it being launched back and forth and Wicked Twister being launched back and forth. You get launched back and forth and you get humped in the middle. It, it's a cred. <laughs> it's a ride. Cedar Point, if you're listening, that needs to be on a t-shirt. I don't know <laughs> where, I don't know how. But, but Chris will buy it. <laughs> that needs to be on merch. Or maybe we should make that shirt. So then... We can make ride parody shirts. Will you buy them then? <laughs> <laughs> so then we rode Gemini. Which I think was the first time you and I ever rode Gemini. The blue side. On the blue side. On the blue side and in the back. Yeah, yeah Gemini's great in the back. I'm like two twins in the back, huh? <laughs> Except those brakes. You hit that brake run for oh, that ride. Fuck. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like But then you're not even all the way out of no, the helix. You're still You're still in the, the helix back car is still when the brakes start and then when you finally stop, you're still Yeah. You're you got a You're tilted. <laughs> yeah, so then we rode Gemini and then Oh. Yeah. We did something. No, we did something else before Gemini. No. We went on... Steel Vengeance. No, no, we went on Snake River Expedition. Oh, yeah. No, the new attraction. We yep. did Gemini first and then went over. Yeah. Because I waited because you guys were on pipe train and I was sitting right next to Gemini. Yeah. Yes, and then we went on Gemini. I met you guys at the entrance of Snake River Expedition. We rode there right after That's Mel. right. And then did okay. we were going to do Gemini right. and we went to Pipe Scream. Okay. That's right. Scratch that. Rewind. We're all getting old. The memory fades. Well, so I mean, we, one of us is. Over 25% of us is turning 40. So. Anywho. <clears throat> so, hashtag turning 40. So we rode the new boat ride called Snake River Expedition. Now. I let, have opinions. Let, let me say. I do applaud Cedar Point. For the effort that they made. Yes. The details, the theming, and the live action. The live actors, it's an awesome addition, and I totally get what they wanted to accomplish. It, it, don't, don't turn it. Don't turn it yet. Don't turn it. I got praise. It has a heated slash air-conditioned partial queue line. And well-themed. Well-themed. well-themed queue. I will give it that. Two. With nods to yes. previous rides. Yes. Lots of hidden Easter eggs. Um, two decent live pre-shows. The indoor pre-show is actually really well done. Yes. Um, you know, it's definitely an attraction that is aimed towards kids and families. I think they're marketing it incorrectly. 
And I would agree with you 100%. That's my biggest issue. If it was marketed towards kids and families, yes, it is a hit for kids and families. Mm -hmm. But they're marketing it for more of a nostalgia factor. Or even like paddle wheel excursions, like history of the park. It, it kind of is. I liked it, but it was a letdown. I would not wait for it again. Don't turn it. Don't turn it. Don't turn yeah. it. I ain't done with price. Don't okay. turn it. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna mention the ride. Um, going back to how he's saying how they're marketing it, the ads that I've seen on Facebook, and the pictures they're using of people it's on adults. the ride, and they make it look like a thrill ride, like it's, it's not. They're marketing it wrong. It's good for what it is. And what's your opinion on it, Tim? Cedar Point desperately wants to be a theme park. Or they are trying desperately to be a theme park. A Western theme. Cedar Point is an amusement park. Yes. With Western theming. (laughs) Both of you. (laughs) Cedar Point has a knack for Western and Frontier theming. They do it very well. Yes, they do. They have tried to expand that Western theming into a boardwalk carnival type theming with the Gemini Midway that didn't quite work out. It was kind of half-assed. But it's still better than the asphalt You got a a feeling of it. That Midway has more of like county fair kind of vibe. But then you got the main midway and you got dragster midway and, and you got millennium midway and it, it, it it's just different terms for asphalt. It literally feels concrete. It literally is a different part. Like yes. Frontier you hit trail and that part like yeah, you hit Panda Express. Well, yeah. Red Garter. You hit Red Garter all the way around the Gemini and then Camp Snoopy and even, yep. you know, even Camp Snoopy's done pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it has a Western theme. Different They've park, done sure. it, it. Yeah, it's a different field. It's a different atmosphere. I mean, how many times have we all, I mean, well, just I, sat I would back say there. not even just a different field. There's a physical temperature change from With the this. front of the park to the back of the park. Because the back of the park has this thing called shade and trees. Yes. Like you walk into the front midways, which is weird for Western because Westerns yeah. are kind of barren. And but you can you can feel the heat coming off the stretches of the concrete. Yes, yes. Um, yes. you can see the <laughs> heat, not just feel it. You yes. can see it as well as feel it. Well, back to the boat ride. But boat ride. So yes, they did it very well, and it's literally a week into when it was open when we went, or two weeks into it. They did it very well. However, their theming aspect kind of fell short to me. And what I can see happening is that being stripped down. I can see the second, first and second pre-shows be kind of just queue lines. Mm-hmm. And that, that is not in any way to in knock to knock the people who actually work those lines. No. Because they threw themselves into they their characters. Did. And they were all about See, it. I could see them keeping the indoor pre-show room. Yeah. Because that has stuff built into it. I can't. I could see them getting rid of the other two holding areas, though. I can't. I, like, I, I, I could see the need for it to have it, and it that, uh, does add a little bit of a, a spice to it. But I can see them getting lazy and them just putting up switchbacks. 
But I know oh, over the past couple of look at Forbidden Frontier. When Forbidden Frontier first opened, they had this grandeur storyline, and there was there was things that you had to do. The second year that it opened, it was kind of like a you just choose your own adventure type thing. And while now it's not even open, what's well, going to open but, this weekend? I mean, well, what's it going to be like? It, right. It's kind of like they start out with a with the thoughts of grandeur, mm -hmm. and then I mean, you look concept art for Maverick, and it looks a lot different than what it does now. It just. I, I, I want to really like it, and I want to say, hey, yeah, that's going to be something we go on, but here's the thing. I, I don't want to know. I can't knock the people who did The actors it. were great. Yeah, I can't knock the actors, and I can't knock the team that designed it. They did some great work with the budget constraints. Mm -hmm. They were getting The boats are cool. Yes, but Cedar Point, I mean, let's look at their history. Does anybody remember Disaster Transport? Yes. When they try overly theming with storylines eventually it falls apart welcome to alaska exactly which for a good portion of that ride's life the line in pre-show literally didn't exist so that line of welcome to alaska made no sense <laughs> here's here's my only major issue with the ride i think it's fun i think for families and oh yeah children Highly recommend it. I'm, again, Highly recommend I wasn't, it. I don't think any of us would However, think Aiden would love it. Yes. However, parental discretion advised <laughs> because your child might be terrified. Yes. If they're afraid of snakes or guns. Yes. They went full bore on the old Western robber theme and they're not shy about it. Nope. I mean, I'm happy we did it. I'm happy we only waited 30 minutes for yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But I think my final view on it is it's the perfect example of Cedar Point trying to decide what it is and what it wants to be in this ride is literally caught in the center of that battle. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. Like, but I'm glad I wrote it. Will I get in line for it again? That's debatable. If it was a walk-on, I'd do it. I think if it was second day Cedar Point yeah. on a normal year, and there was not a, oh, let's go, we're here. Let's go Might as well. Air-conditioned queue line, yeah. air-conditioned pre-show. Like, <laughs> I could see it. But so after that, Gemini, Pipe Scream. Um, then we went back to Still Vengeance. Forbidden Frontier. No, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we went to Still Vengeance. Still vengeance. Big difference from last year. Yeah. Huge. So, so first <laughs> of all, there's a new queue line setup. Yes. There's a new fast lane setup. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people that have fast lane. It is probably one of the most confusing line systems. But it I've works. But it does work. But it is confusing. Uh, but I could see the fast lane people are pissed. And the reason why they're pissed is they <laughs> still have half an hour wait. The lines merge 25% <laughs> into the queue, basically. Yeah, the lines merge right before the tunnel. <coughs> and then you're only in the tunnel a little bit. And then you're at the lockers. And then you get in another line to then continue on. But by that point, you're merged and together. So there's some confusion. Why are we waiting for this line? But the line also splits when you come back. Yeah. At least at this point, the line splits. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know what it's going to turn into, but, and then if you I go mean, left, we, you go to the back side of the train. If you go right, you go to the front side of the train. We waited 45 minutes in the standby line and the fast lane was 30 minutes. So it, it literally was just one straight queue line before we merged. Like it really wasn't, it was maybe seven to 10 minutes before that, we merged. Yeah. I, I think, I think it was nine minutes is what you said. Yeah. Now the thing I will say, and Tim will agree with me, this crew that was working. Holy shit. They were <laughs> dispatching trains in 30 to 40 seconds. Um, there was only four of them checking bars. They were an awesome crew. They were safe. They were thorough, but they were fast. And the it, fact that you can't put down your lap bar. That they do it all for you. And they were like old school Cedar Point to me. It was like, it was great. And that crew kept that line moving. I, I like I remember the past couple years. It was standing. Every you time. get to the tunnel, and it's like, oh, like like the tunnel was like your halfway point. Like we hit the tunnel, we never stopped moving. We never stopped moving. Even with the new locker system, we had to get out of line, go to the lockers, put stuff in the lockers, which was minimal time. It was great. Then you get back in a line. Then they kind of merge you like a fast pass type thing, where it's we'll let these people go and then we'll let you guys go it, it it was quick for as many people was in that line to only wait 30 to 45 minutes yeah i was very impressed yeah it was they did a great job and they, i don't think three trains stacked ever no they were that train was it, it was great it was, we were hitting the brake run and the train in the station was pulling out and the next train was yeah. moving off the block run yeah it was kudos to that crew that crew Top notch. And I mean, normally I would say that about Raptor and Magnum. Raptor and Magnum are always like the two crews that move those trains. Um, but I mean, Raptor was still great. They were still great. And um, Gatekeeper is always good. Yeah. But, but Steel Vengeance, kudos. It only took them three years to figure it out. They got to figure it out. But by that point, we were ready for the festival. Yes. Frontier Festival. Frontier Festival. Cherry Olay. <laughs> with cherries with everything now i will say we did luck out with this because we got emails about pass holders getting these passes half price so when we talk about the value of what we experienced take that into consideration we got everything literally half off because we were able to buy our passes early half off so here's what i want to say about the frontier festival we went there to eat and drink it is much more than that, especially for families. There's entertainment, there's bingo, like lots of games for kids to play at different times. They have cornhole back by the mm -hmm. entrance to the pirate yeah. line. I believe they had bingo games and things. Bingo, cornhole. Over by Skyhawk, yeah. A whole bunch of stuff. Um, <clears throat> Coaster grease candles. Lots of merch, lots of places. It's in like the entire frontier town area of the park. Now, one thing I missed, we missed the Jitney juice. They had uh, sunflower spritz and black cherry bandit drinks. Jitney juice. But I think the reason why we missed it is they weren't included in the. Uh... Well, these... see, I thought that's what they call OJ driving an Uber. Oh Jesus! No, th <laughs> those were the non-alcoholic options, and I wasn't there for the non-alcoholic options. Oh, that's right. For two tickets, you could add Tito's vodka. I will say they also had a um, 
sponsor uh, there. It was also sponsored by um, the Prayers for Maria Children's Cancer Foundation, which is the same group that does the large sunflower field when you're driving into the park. Which is oh, why there were sunflowers yes. decorations everywhere. Everywhere. So we went there to eat and drink. Um, there were some really good things. Here's my thing. Okay, we've been there for past food festivals. <laughs> like last year's Halloween food festival. I thought oh my god. The food <laughs> was amazing. Was amazing. Um, yeah. For this, the drink options were good, but to me the food was okay. Lackluster. Here's, it was okay. Here's where I think it failed. They had a great overall idea. Let's try to link up all the foods with a common denominator. This time around, it was cherry. Cherry doesn't work on some things. <laughs> Point blank. For example, one of the things we tried was their cherry chicken pineapple pizza. Was it bad? No. Was it good? Also no. It, it was sort of like a sweet and sour attempt, but it could have used another pass. But conversely, some other things, like we had their, um, what was it? The, the, the smoked brisket slider. Yes, yes. It was amazing. That was amazing. But the turkey drumstick, not as good. With the cherry. The cherry glaze. Yeah. Cherry churchill pizza. Was delicious. Yes, sir. No, the cherry pork taco was great. Sorry. The cherry pork taco was great. They actually had a bit of cherry in the slaw. Delicious. I don't recommend the peppers they yeah, put on it. Remove the jalapenos. They were a bit too much. It was it was about 50-50. It was a more hit and miss than some other things. The biggest disappointment to me though was the deep fried ribs. Yeah. Deep fried ribs sounds amazing. Bland. It had no flavor. I couldn't even finish mine. But my two favorite things we got were the cherry crazy shake. And the cherry coke float. They were both delicious. Um, in the same area, they had, I believe, they were cherry bombs. They were deep fried cherry cheesecake bites. Yes. They the flavor was great. The texture was a little pasty, for lack of a better term. I mean, the deep fry was good. They had a good crust, but the texture was weird. How could I forget about the cherry chimichanga? The cherry cheesecake chimichanga. I want a chimichanga. What did you think of it, Tim? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. It, it it was okay. What what I thought the it was it was cheese killed cheesecake filled like mm. tortilla thing chimichanga chimichanga whatever it's mm. called topped with cherries and and some powdered sugar and whatnot. The cheesecake filling it seemed to be very cream cheesy and less powdered sugar. Like it needed a little bit more mm. sweetness to it. Otherwise, I think you kind of hit the, the theme of this. I think everything listed on paper is good, but I, I feel like everything could have it used just need a little bit more of something. Yeah, I, another pass. Like, again, the pizza wasn't bad, but it wasn't something I could get again. Sorry. They also, we didn't get them, but they, they had smoke and cherry wings. Oh, you know, I didn't I, even see those. Or else no, I would have been I, I think those were the last. They were in the smokehouse. Oh yeah, I just don't think we went. Yeah, that's it's where we got the cherry bombs. Okay. 
But then, like, the next couple things are all different mac and cheeses. So, like, the smoke and cherry wings kind of hide at the bottom. What was hard about that? Like, you go to Food and Wine. You go to Food and Wine at Bush, Bush Gardens, Gardens. And you go to Bites and Pints and all that. And you have those standalone shacks. And while there were standalone shacks, there was also a lot of, like, standalone, like, peddlers selling their wares mm -hmm. and whatnot. But there was stuff that was also inside normal restaurants, yeah. which was a little confusing. Yes. Now, the thing that got me, and this is honestly my only serious complaint about it, places just had food or just had drinks. Yes. So if you wanted a food item and a drink item, you had to go to two different, you had to go to two different lines. And there was nowhere... I mean, there were the one area of the park definitely had more tables and chairs, but the other side, like by the wave swinger, there was nowhere to stand, nowhere to sit. Like, you have the planters around the trees, but some of the planters were very, very low to the ground. Mm. And there's like, it just, like when Bush Gardens does it, and again, I, I do, I'm going to praise it. I love Bush Gardens Williamsburg's. Um, food and wine festival because it's it's just done right. They mix the stand-up tables everywhere. So there's always somewhere to at least stand, have your food and drink, and there's always food and drink at every stand. So it just kind of helps with the flow. That that was my only real complaint is that like especially that one side by Wave Swinger, it was like, well, where's the drinks? There weren't any drinks in that area. You literally had to go like and, and they, I almost want, I like, I, I almost the wonder if they, wasn't open. Right. Yeah. I almost wonder if they do that to kind of spread it out. Yeah. Because they had 10 boots, five were drink, five were food. Mm -hmm. And I just, and maybe take those stands and combine them. Like, and I get, it's probably a kitchen issue and a power yeah. issue and running power line. You don't want power lines running through the, you know, the middle of the midway and all that shit. But it, it, it's, I, I would agree with Brian. It would have been nice to be able to get. A drink. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be an alcoholic drink, but just mm. pop, right, or just something. You know, like something to go with that water slider. Yeah, or the stuff with the jalapenos. Right, and literally, I even looked at the map just now. The closest drink place was on the other side of the mine ride to there. So that was like completely the other side. That that was my only real complaint. On a similar note, the general layout could have been better like you could completely miss booths if you weren't looking for them yeah but they what was nice they had a lot of people in that were settled you know selling their wares mm -hmm. and and all that doing mm -hmm. homemade crafts and it was candles like you bought candles i bought i bought the magnum xl candle and i bought the coaster grease candle yes sir I, I think it is nice to see how much this has grown though and evolved over the years from when it started with just the beer oh, yeah. fest like and honestly, okay. that's sort of the part that I look forward to. The food is always interesting. I enjoy trying all the different ciders, ciders that yes. I typically don't get to see in my area because they're typically smaller breweries. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I mean, they've been trying this for three, mm -hmm. four years now, mm -hmm. and I mean, they're they're getting better. Mm -hmm. They're not a festival park. Yeah, you know, they're an amusement park. And, you know, to, to see them kind of evolve and try new things. And uh, and, and that's what I think they're doing. Oh, they're, yeah. Each time is different. Very it's much not so. the same. Mm -hmm. And believe me, you know, my, my critiques are just that. In no way am I bashing it. Mm -hmm. They tried something. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed my time completely. I think it's great, especially early in the season, to give people reason to go earlier and to do stuff. Mm -hmm. and so. I hate that because that's when nobody's there. Now they're drawing people there. <laughs> but. 
Anyway. And then it gives me a chance, like when they're in line for another ride, I go on a cider tour. All right. So after all that food and all that drink, you want to talk about your cider tour a little well, bit? I, I tried three of them, and I tried to get the ones that I found were most interesting. I tried, see, let's look at the list. I tried the El Chavo from Blake's, which is a cider with a kick. It's a mango habanero cider. has a bite. It was delicious. And personally, like, I would use it as a marinade. Throw some steaks in there. Throw some chicken in there. And that's it. Throw that on the grill. It was great. I also tried, I'm actually going through the list now to remind myself. I tried um, Hawks Brewery's Dead and Buried Cider, which was, it was almost like an adult fruit roll-up kind of a flavor in a cider. And it was really good. It, was, it wasn't as heavy as like a syrupy cider. It was very refreshing. And because it, it was the Cherry Festival, I also did um, Mackenzie's Black Cherry. Which was also, I, you know, I've yet to have a really bad cider there. And they all kind of covered all the bases. But if you're going to try any of them, I definitely recommend the El Chavo. It's different. has a kick. It's worth it. Yeah, their ciders were really good. So after all the food and drink. We were about an hour left in the park operations. And, and now that they cut their lines before park closed, we didn't want to risk not getting to ride. My favorite ride, Millie. Millennium Force. <laughs> you can find their station music as our theme theme song. Um, so, yeah, we hooked it on over to Millennium Force. It was about a 30, 45-minute wait. Um, it was in the first block of queues before the ramp, if you've been there. Um, it stacked a lot. Uh, every train. Um, it was because they shortened the seat belts. It's not confirmed. It um, hasn't been confirmed. It is, it is not confirmed. It is my However, it, it is my suspicion that Cedar Point has gone through on more than one of their coasters and reduced the amount of slack that these seat belts have. I speak from experience. Looking at the seat belts on the train, and the train has noticeable wear and tear. Those seat belts were quite shiny and black, like they had just been installed. But it is not confirmed. So we're not going to say that. But almost every single train had to stop and let somebody out. And yep. somebody had to do the walk of shame. The walk. I may or may not have done it more than once on this trip. Not on Millennium Force. Because I didn't even try. <laughs> um, people that. We actually saw people try the test seat, and we saw them have to walk out, which was confusing. Yeah. Because the ride be operator said, yep, you're good to go, everything fastened, go in line, and they had to walk out. And that's very disheartening as well. It is. Um, but Millennium Force, oh. I always love a good ride on Millennium Force. Yes, it was fun. I've never had a bad ride on Millennium Force. It's not the greatest ride in the world, but it... There's just something about it. From previous episodes, it always holds a special place inside it's Tim, the ride guide's Yes. Um, so after that, we headed on out. We rode, we rode sky, the sky ride. ride. We saved Chris some, some steps. Well, it, we got in the bucket. 
it's one of those things. If you've been to Cedar Point and say you're leaving the park from the back and you say, you know, you're, you're back in Frontier Town and you're, you're like, I'm going to catch the train. That'll get me out of the park. And you get off the train and you realize, oh, no. You still have a mile to go. You're barely halfway there. <laughs> and that stretch of concrete just stares at you. It does. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're almost there. Orlando, 95 miles. <sighs> it's a half mile. I mean, it is half mile from the Skyride station to the mm -hmm. gate. So you have. So if the Skyride is running and the line isn't too long. I suggest riding it. Yeah, especially it we waited like especially 10, if you don't plan on riding anything else or picking up any other merch other than the store at the front of the park. <laughs> Which who? I've never are... seen that store as busy as it was. It was because time. when you cut your lines so that everyone leaves at the same time. But Millennium wasn't cutting the line. No, they, I mean, when we got off, they the were lines. still letting Pete. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they it, from the, our day. It looks like they probably cut lines ten to fifteen minutes before. I mean, when we got to Raptor. They were still letting people yeah, in Raptor, but it was a walk on as well. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So a after that, we got in the car and drove three hours home and collapsed. Bit of fun, yo. <laughs> the next day, I was so tired. It rained almost the whole drive home. Yeah, and it, again, it was that annoying, not hard, but not soft, in-between type of Misty, obnoxious rain. So, so with that, so at this point, we like get we, to do an official review. Like we did with Hershey Park, um, we have different ratings and different scales for things, so... Um, we're going to talk about what Cedar Point had to offer on our day of the visit and give them a rating between 1 to 10. 1 being the worst, 10, of course, being the best. The best. So there's 11 different categories that we look at, and each category has different criteria. Um, it's done in a way that you have to think about everything and not just, oh, was that ride great? So the first category is rides and attractions. And this is the variety and quality of the rides and attractions at the park. Go ahead, Tim. I'm going to give it a six. The reason I do that is compared to other parks. Cedar Point, is, uh, it's probably one of my favorite amusement parks. But I am a roller coaster thrill park junkie. There, they don't have a big diversification between mild and extreme thrill rides. All of their roller coasters are pretty much on <clears throat> extreme level. They have a couple, like one or two, but everything you look at Raptor, you look at Gatekeeper, you look at Valerie, you look at Vengeance, you look at Maverick, you look at Millennium, like they're all like, <clears throat> like. Five high, on aggressive high, high intensity high intensity rides um in terms of flat rides that they have you look at max air you look at skyhawk uh the, 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 you know they they have some and they have a little bit for everyone but it's kind of just bigger better faster more mm -hmm. in terms of cedar point which is geared towards it's kind of an enthusiast playground yeah I see your point of view. I rate them a little higher. I I actually adjusted my ratings a tad 
for rides and attractions, I think they have a decent variety, especially if you, you think to yourself, it's not a theme park. It's an amusement park. Mm -hmm. When you use that criteria, I think it has a very decent mix. I would put it about an eight because there's going to be at least one thing everybody in your group group can ride. I do agree with you. Their coasters do skew more extreme, but you still have um, Blue Streak. You still have Gemini. You still have the arrows that probably aren't this long long for this world that are on the more other end of things. So it's all about expectations. So I give it a seven. And the reason why I give it a seven isn't the isn't the variety. Cedar Point has a lot of rides, and they have a lot of different rides. To me, it's the quality. A lot of times, they tend to be more about numbers of rides than amazing rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Cedar Creek Mine Ride. Yeah, it's okay. Gemini. It's nostalgic. It's okay. Goodbye. But it's showing its age. And I like the Gemini. I really do. I think it has one of the best surprise first drops out of any roller coaster. It is a surprise. It does have a really great first drop. Yeah, like... And the ending. The Helix ending. You know, but when you look at other parks, and they're more about quality than numbers. They have a bunch of great things that doesn't just have so-so stuff, i.e. corkscrew. You know, just thrown in there that like, how many things is we just like, oh, we skipped that. Oh, we skipped that. Like, yeah. Dragster. We, I don't think we even talked about riding no. Dragster while we were there. But, but I think that that's something. It's the way Cedar Point grows. Once they build a coaster, very rarely do they take it out unless it's kind of small. They just build around it to the point where they can't anymore. And then they think about removing it. Yeah. Which is, which is the case for Corkscrew and, and Iron Dragon. And then it leaves a smaller footprint because they built all this crap around it. Yeah. yeah. They they block they it's a, in a way they've almost, almost block packed themselves into this situation. So that's rides and attractions overall. Let's mm-hmm. just look at just roller coasters now. So variety and quality of the roller coasters. I'm going to give it a seven. Um, they have a lot of different types of roller coasters. Um, some of them have been pioneering. You look at Millennium, you look at Raptor, you look at Maverick. Even Magnum. It was the yeah, first. Well, Magnum, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, I, I think Cedar Point kind of realized that they shot themselves in the foot with Dragster, that they kind of said, well, we don't need to be the first with everything. We don't need the prototype. We don't need the beta. So they wait, like how long was it before we got, Val Raven. And years ago, prior to 2003, we would have been the, you know, Cedar Point would have been the first one to throw in a dive. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they're not, um, y- you know, they're, they got these, yeah, they have a good quality. They could have a bigger diversity in terms of maybe more littles to, yeah. to bigs rather than it being one or two and then 13. Mm-hmm. You, you know, what they need is something like Invader at Bush Gardens. Like a family-friendly wooden coaster. Or, I mean, yeah, they have Blue Streak, but they need something where someone under 48 inches can ride. Yes. 
the the new Vacoma as uh, suspended family coasters yes. that Dollywood has, like Dragonfly, something like, like that, yes. something like that, and something like that would go very well in Gemini's place. Yes, either one of the two, like yeah. an Invader, or that would go so well there. What about you, Chris? You know, I'm... oh fuck, what? What you do? I lost my mic. Oh, that's all that was. It's going to sound amazing in the recording. <laughs> anyway, Chris. <laughs> um, when, it, when it comes to the coasters, I would give it a seven. Back to what you guys were saying before, they're not so much more cutting edge. I think a lot of... A... <laughs> I changed it for you. Well, I'm changing it here, but I'm not connected to anything. Oh, that's why. Okay. So, Prevent interference. That doesn't help us with our final score. Well, no, it'll update when I. Uh, well, I'm changing it for you. Anyway. So you're going to give it a seven, Chris. Tell us about that rating. I'm going to give it a seven, much like the reason you said they're no longer trying to be the newest, the first. The innovator, yeah. With a lot of their coasters, Val Raven, <clears throat> prime example, they felt the need, well, we need this type, throw it here. And I'm getting that kind of vibe from them. Where they're just like, oh, they have a new type of coaster? Eh, we'll wait a while and plop it down wherever we can. It's almost like they're collecting types and they're they're not really thinking about the coaster design over just having it. And it's becoming a little haphazard. Seven years after the first RMC, they got it. Years ago, they would have been the first that had an RMC. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I give them an eight. And the only reason I gave them an eight was just because of how many coasters they have. They have a lot of coasters. Um, you know, but you look at the variety, they have a lot of different types of coasters. You know, that is something. They have a they have a inverted, they have a launch, they have they have a lot of variety. I dropped points because of quality, because a lot of their coasters are just there to be a coaster. Val Raven. Yeah. Exactly. That that was my example of that whole concept. Mm -hmm. And I mean, especially like the dive coaster needs a little bit of flair. You need a splashdown. You need a tunnel. You need something. You need jazz hands. You need some kind of landscaping or some kind, some element that makes it like we're diving. Striker. We're diving yeah. into a plaza with benches. Right. I will say mm -hmm. the turn and then the look out onto the lake is yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. It's better than looking into the ghettos of Tampa. It's better than looking at the brewery. Although I know you're going to disagree. It's better than looking at the brewery at Bush gardens. Once you're there, Tim, don't knock it till you try. However, you look at Yukon striker with the tunnel under the water that goes through their suspended coaster yes. That has different elements, has a vertical loop. Has, yes. You know, it, I can't wait to ride that one. Yeah. 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 And then you got the eight sleeper, but whatever. Our next category is Q lines. How nice are the Q lines? Do they have shade structures, roofs, fan, <laughs> roofs, fans, music, air conditioning, landscaping, trees? I think I was charitable in giving it a six. I don't know. They're your typical old school lines. There's really nothing to them. They're, they're switchbacks. Occasionally, there'll be a tree 
very rarely. Um, Gemini. Gemini has trees. I'll give it give it that. And Magnum, the old school rides have the trees. <laughs> but most of the time you're in pipe switchbacks with the shade structures that to me really don't do much, except kind of look nice. But I don't really think they're providing the triangular much. Triangular sail yeah, yeah, thing. I don't think canvas. they I don't really think they do much. Five. I give it five. I mean, like I said, I was being there's charitable. There's nothing I guess. impressive to me about any of the queue lines at Cedar Point. Well, I will say this: the new, for the boat ride, the Snake River. The boat ride queue was nice. They actually tried that time. There was air conditioning, a covered section. I'm talking overall. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about bell curve yeah. and yeah, the yeah, of yeah. a bell curve. You know, like Vengeance. Vengeance has the three trains that all have a backstory. They could have done more than just a little billboard. Yeah. That nobody but, reads and who actually knows the backstory. Like they put and a lot of that stuff was removed for the lockers. It was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. It, a lot of the stuff was removed. But then you have Maverick who has this huge backstory because of Vengeance now. They kind of built a backstory after the fact to tie that yeah. in. And there is absolutely no story. Instead, you have the stupid Q-line TVs with Justin Bieber. Yeah, and pop now when songs. Maverick first opened, they played Western music in that they entire Q-line, yes. and it was much more fitting with the theme. They still play the music in the station. Um, so for me, I I give the Q-lines a six. The reason why I do give the Q-lines a six is because. For the exception of Blue Streak, which is the worst queue line in the park because there's literally no shade structures, there's no trees, there's nothing. There's shrubbery. You know, I don't think it is that. Uh, you there's know, like one bush. They trimmed it to look to make it look bigger. Right. I mean, it's. I was more of a fan of the queue lines at Cedar Point when they had DJs, when they played music. I am not a fan of the TVs. They completely removed the DJ booth from Millennium, Millennium Force. I mean, it's just not the same. Like, to me, Millennium Force was at night looking at that, the awesome lighting package on that lift hill with techno music and hard rock music blasting. and Or when they play Baby, I'm Ready to Go in the dragster line. Now they just play it in the station yeah. sometimes. Uh, it's No love for Republica. I mean, it, if it wasn't just all switchbacks... Like, give me some story. Give me some air conditioning. Give me some, like... And re really, the only difference in the switchbacks is some of it's chain, some of it's wood plank, some of it's pipe, and in the case of steel edges, some of it's chicken coop. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of like that logo. Yeah. I like steel I think that's I think that... It fits that ride. Mm -hmm. Still a chicken coop. All right, next category. <laughs> Operations, huh? After this, we got to stop. Okay. Operations, capacity, and safety. There's a lot to this category. How are the overall operations at the park? How easy was it to get in the park through security and main gate? Was it well organized? Were all of the park attractions open? How quickly did ride crews dispatch rides and roller coasters? Was the music and TVs that were in the park working correctly? Did you feel safe on the rides? Were the employees enforcing the roles, including checking heights and watching rides? There's a lot in this category. Um, so Tim, take us off. For this visit, this visit alone, I'd give it an eight. Um, 
we, you know, as, as far to get into the park, I mean, yes, we waited. I think that was more of a staffing issue yeah. than anything. And that's, you can't hold that against the park because of the day and times that we're at. But and they did have the sign at the gate that said, wait, wait here, here till 8.30. Damn it. <laughs> Tim's my knocking his microphone over. All right. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm just going to hold it. Welcome to the quiet storm. So, I mean, security and stuff, they, they have the metal detectors and, you know, they, we didn't have to wait. I mean, they, they rushed it. Even, I mean, there was a little wait getting into the front, front park, scanning passes and tickets and all that, but it was early entry. I get that. Um, you know, in, in terms of dispatching rides, there was a couple rides that were like Maverick, Maverick, Millennium Force. Um, but overall, I mean, they seem to be, they were on point. I mean, you pay somebody $20 an hour, they're going to hustle their ass off. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, did we feel safe on the rides? Yeah. I didn't feel like I was going to be thrown out. Um, you know, the, the music and TVs, yeah, they were working there and they do. TVs that were blank though. Oh, see, I don't even look at that crap. Cause I'm busy talking or looking, looking at my phone. I, I that does that type of entertainment doesn't entertain me. To me, though, if you have it, turn it on. If it's just sitting there not working, remove it. Mm -hmm. Were the employees forcing the rules? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I no mean, safe. I can't say it. Yeah, I mean, I I think operations capacity and safety for the staffing issues and the level of people that were there. Yeah, I, I I'd give them an eight. That's oh. a strong eight. Chris. I'm a little lower at a seven, but it's not that far off from your eight. Basically, the same reasons. I think they were doing the best they could with the situation they were in. Was everything operating the way it should have? No. Not everything was open. No. So I kind of ding operations for that. But again, that's not really something they control. They were doing the best with what they got. So I give it a seven. I give it an eight. Um, I thought it was better than it's been a lot in the past, um, especially ride crews. That's better um, than 2020. You know, I mean, my issue when it comes to, you know, I, I'm picky when it comes to things like music and TVs and things like that working and, you know, so I did. No, take a couple wait, wait, what? I did take a couple points off. For that. I'm shocked. Um, I'm shooketh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, aside, I give it an eight. I think I thoroughly enjoyed my day. We yeah. got to ride everything that we rode, or we wanted to. We got to do everything that we wanted to. And I mean, Magnum, still had time. the only thing we didn't get to do was Magnum, but that's because of safety. So they were, that was good. We would, I mean, if it would have been open, we would have been rode yeah. it. And I, I mean, we still had time. We didn't rush. No. We rushed a little bit at the beginning to get the early entry, but then once we got done with Valraven, it was kind of like, eh. Yeah, now we're good. Like, I mean, I walked up and down the boardwalk four times. Yeah. But, all right, moving on to the next. Oh. I said break. Breaker. Okay, so next category. <coughs> Food. The variety and quality of the park food. <sighs> yeah. I'll give it a four. Tim's first. He gives it a four. Cedar Point has traditional amusement park food. 
if you like your fries and you like your burgers and you like your chicken, chicken fingers, fingers, you're golden. And your Auntie Anne's and your Chick-fil-A's and your Subway's and your Starbucks. It's very cliche. Outside of the festivals. They do have Melt, which is a regional chain. There is a Friday's within Hotel Breakers. There is a Perkins inside Hotel Breakers. There is the Thirsty Pony. Thirsty Pony is why I gave it a four and not a three. The Thirsty Pony isn't even at Cedar Point. It doesn't, it doesn't count. matter. It's in the area. <laughs> okay. The actual park itself. I'm going to give it a four because it is typical park food. I actually, special. I actually gave it a slightly higher score at a six, and it's probably closer to a five, only because there are some okay places other than your typical fries and chicken fingers. Um, Backbeat's not bad. It's not the best barbecue you can get there. I would recommend the Smokehouse. But again, you can walk right past the Smokehouse, and a lot of people do, and they don't realize it's some of the best food you're going to get in the park. But those are the only two that I can really name that are run by Cedar Point themselves, you know, as part of the park, that I could name as you being able to get good food there. Because... Well, Melt and Chicken Pete's are run, are, are chains. They're still run by Cedar Point. They're still in the park. However, yeah. they're not, there is something to say about the smell of the lake, coaster grease, and panda. And the orange chicken. The Millennium orange. Force. <laughs> the at the ramp. Yes. At the ramp. How yes. are they not selling that as a candle? So oh, can... when you get to the unload station. Mm. You're like, oh, I can <laughs> smell that we're almost there. <laughs> so for me, I give it a seven. And the reason why I give it a seven, we're looking at variety and quality. Okay. Cedar Point has more sit-down restaurants inside it than most parks do. There's burgers, there's fries. Here's my thing, though. If they didn't have the smokehouse and the backbeat, I would score them lower. I think that in the last couple years, they have stepped up with food. Those are two places the only reason they got as high of a score as I gave them. But I'm also thinking about the new food places they've opened in the last two years. The the new Corral that they rebuilt that has a much better menu, the new French Quarter that has a literally a chef and all this extra stuff. I do think they are stepping up their game in food. I'm still, to me, a seven is a 70%. That's not a great score, but I definitely think they are getting better. That's a detractor on an MPS scale. Um, but. But still, at the end of the day, the majority of their offerings are generic, and you can find them at every other food stand. Like, I mean, even barbecue. I mean, the same stuff that they have at the Smokehouse and all that, we found at Hershey Park, and it was, to me, 100% better. Yes. Oh, I, I was, I, I'm simply judging it based on other offerings in the park. If I was judging against other parts. I'm, I'm very surprised that you were giving it that high of a score. Yeah. Just because it's there's a lot of different places. But, like, eh. They've increased the variety, but they still need work. Because otherwise... It, oh, it, it definitely needs work. It's still the chicken fingers and fries park to me. What's improved it is the outside vendors they brought in. The food trucks. The freaking fire truck. 
is amazing and when it's sad, open. And oh my god! Sadly, she she wasn't open, but she has an amazing fresh fried um, potato chips and a spicy Best homemade potato chips yes, ever, and a spicy pineapple burger that is delicious. Oh my! God. So if you're at Cedar Point and the fire truck is open, eat there. I can't recommend it highly enough. God damn. Seating areas. Yes. So. So. How Cedar was the food seating areas? Were there shade? Were there air conditioning? Were there enough seats? Did they offer rain protection? Were there places to sit down and relax on the park like benches? Eh. I think we all agree on this one. Yep. We got fives across the board. All fives. fives. Five, five, five. And, and honestly, the only reason I give it that high a score is that we have learned where the benches with the big umbrellas are. And we, we've just memorized those locations. So the only reason why I give it a five is because of the restaurants that they have that have air conditioned areas. Like, but you shouldn't have to find an indoor restaurant to find like a comfortable it, place to sit down. And conversely, the reason I give it five, which I consider kind of low, is the fact they built a brand new restaurant and it has no indoor seating whatsoever. It's all patio. And I think that was a massive mistake. Oh, yeah. I would have given it a three. However, I changed it to a five because of the last part of it. Places to sit down and relax. One of my favorite places in the park. Forbidden Frontier. Don't give it away. Don't give. The Forbidden Maverick. Frontier. No, the Maverick Old Smoking Ride. Yes. Mm. Back there with the with the, those with benches the chairs and those swings. Second, Forbidden Frontier. Back by the children's play area. Not that I like just to be around the children's play area, but <laughs> there there's a section there that's all the rockers and all mm -hmm. that. And it's in the shade, and it is, you can hear Millennium running yes. by you, and it goes around you. And, and there's a quick service there, so it's convenient. It is, yes. Other than that, I would say a three, because I think Cedar Point's seating is very lackluster. You have, like, again, there's the Frontier Trail, Frontier Town area that's great, and then there's the rest of the park. Here's the thing. And I didn't even mean to do that on purpose. You got the boardwalk that's outside breakers. Mm -hmm. There are no benches nope. on the boardwalk. Nope. So the people, let's talk about people that might be differently abled. Let's talk about people that might be, you know, a little bit elderly. Let's say, you know, 40. People that need a break. Um, <laughs> they're is nowhere for them to sit and watch the lake. Why? All right. Very true. So. All right. That takes us to entertainment. The variety and quality of the shows <laughs> in entertainment. Were there indoor or covered theaters to escape the weather? So, Tim, why don't you start us off? Two. Well, you don't like shows. There were no shows. Actually, there were. Where? Um, there was entertainment outside of the saloon. There was entertainment, the dueling pianos, as you said. Oh, yeah. 
um, at the Backbeat. There was the entertainment band that they had in Frontier Town. There, um, so it's all the same. There's a bunch of shows that haven't opened yet for the season now. Our trip. Yes, that's the hard part. Our trip. Yes. Right now. So could this change? Yes. But I changed it. I'll go. I'll give it a four. Um, there wasn't a lot. You know, when you think of shows and you think of other parks and things like that, yeah, they have people that they were bringing in. Also, let's say four, because it is still the beginning of the normal. Right. And, you know, so there isn't a lot that's going on right now. So, especially I mean, that, indoor. Yeah. I mean, for that, I give it a four. I gave it a five. No shade. I gave, I gave it a five. I've seen some of the shows there. They weren't bad, they're not great. My problem is, over time, Cedar Point has actually removed two of their largest entertainment yep. venues. The Good Times Theater, that is where Val Raven is now, mm-hmm. and the um, stadium they had, mm-hmm. which is now still nothing. I don't mm-hmm. even think anything was built back It's like AstroTurf in a seating area. Yeah. Exactly. So they used to actually have more show spaces than they have. What they have, typically, you know, unless you're on the midway watching that pep rally thing they're pushing, I mean, they have some Western shows. They're air-conditioned in the saloons. But, again, I don't think of Cedar Point out of Halloween uh, weekends for their shows. And then that's just Midnight City. Was that you and me that was on, we was on a ride or something, maybe? And we said, wow, look at the size of that plot of land that's across from mm-hmm. the Valve Abram Gate. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge piece of land that they really could do. And I think you said, oh, yeah. we'll do a... They should do a big theater. A big theater. theater there and do, you know, a bridge across or whatever or something across the road. So who yeah. knows what's going to go in that plot of land, yeah. but it could fit a Gerstall. Yep. So for me, <laughs> normally, if this was 10 years ago, I'd give them a 9 or a 10. Like 10 years ago, Cedar Point had lots of entertainment. They had the indoor ice. Think of families. You, they, look, you look at that. That that documentary is like forty five minutes long on YouTube. They have, um, they had the indoor ice skating rink theater. They had, you know, the uh, dolphin show at a period of time. <laughs> then they got the um, they had that BMX. like BMX thing. They have the indoor Broadway style shows. They have the country live music band shows. Um, <laughs> then they have the old west shows, the saloon. They used to have a lot of variety of things to do. If I were rating it based on the shows that were there two years ago, and if I was rating it on where they're going to be with the parade and all the stuff they're going to have for their 150th later this season, I would have ranked it a 7 or an 8. However, because we are basing this on our trip, I give it a 6. The reason I give it a 6 is they did have lots of live entertainment. They had live bands. They had live. Um, the show at Backbeat. That's hard to find in parks, that you actually have live musicians like that. Well, maybe I ding them because I'm a little personally offended by the stage they put up next to the Roundup because it cuts off a cut-through that used to be there. Maybe it just makes me bitter that there's a stage instead of a pathway. True. (laughs) We're on fucking trees. Wait, no. No, we're... Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are on them. Yeah, we just finished. What the hell happened to my number? 
So why is there two ampersands there? So next topic we're going to talk about is park atmosphere, landscaping, cleanliness. So these things are how nice was the park atmosphere? Were there trees? Were there water features? Flowers, landscaping, music playing. At night, were there burnout light bulbs? Clean midways, freshly painted buildings with no bugs or cobwebs. Smooth midways. How clean was the park, including ride vengeance, ride, 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 vengeance. ride, ride vehicles, <laughs> and queue lines? How clean were the food seating areas? Uh, so, Chris. You know what? I, I give it an eight, and it's more I give it an eight for the back half of the park. I really enjoy the western frontier trail, frontier town. Not saying that the, the front the uh, the front of the park is dirty. It's just it doesn't have the same atmosphere to it. The front of the park is like ah oh, coaster mecca, and then the back is like oh park. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the front of the park is very very almost hodgepodge. You have your main midway, but then crap was thrown all around it. The back of the park is more cohesive, it, but it still gets a high grade overall because I thought it was well taken care of on this trip. You know, people were out sweeping. People were scraping up gum or cleaning seagull crap. I mean, they were on top of it. Trying to squeegee the water. Yes. (laughs) Failing. (laughs) Not succeeding, but they were trying to squeegee the water out of the midways, and I give them credit for that. You know, if the entire park was as well kept and themed as the back half, they would probably get a 10 from me, but, yeah, I I give them high marks at an 8. Right. I give it a 7. The reason why I give it a seven, um, you know, I, I'm thinking about all the different things. The park has a nice atmosphere. I, I ding them for the lack of shade. Um, In the front half of the park. But that's still yeah. half the park. Oh, I know. You know, More than half the park, right. actually. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I was thinking about it when we were walking even down the, the Gemini Midway. I'm like, oh, it's hot. Like, there's still, it wouldn't hurt them to plant some trees. Um, the flowers, the landscaping, that was great. There was music. Everything was clean. I will give them this. It was cleaner than it has been Mm -hmm. in the past. Um, you know, the midways were nice. Um, ride vehicles were clean. Uh, Seating areas were so-so. Like, that, I ding them a little bit. The, the seating areas weren't, like, the cleanest. But on the flip side of that, there's only so much a crew can do unless you're going to station somewhere there to wipe down every time somebody leaves. Right. Yeah? You no, know, you, you have put, You put the little sweeper guy in a four-block radius. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to factor in that, you know, people can be pigs, and you really can't ding the park if the last group that came through is treating it like an AMC cinema and leaving everything behind on their uh-huh. table. So next. No. No. Oh, Tim didn't go yet. I'm, not, I'm so not used to that I read the order. question. That's right. That's I'm why. sorry. If I read the question, I go last. All right. I'd give it a... Oh, that's a tall number, sir. I know. It's a really tall number. I don't give that out easily. Mm. I don't give it out easily, but I Okay, think. we'll go. So for me, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, we trash on Cedar Point so hardcore about like, their concrete <laughs> jungle that they got and their lack of trees. Um, However, they, you know, normally when we go in May, they do have flowers planted, but they Mm. haven't sprouted yet. So it's like, oh, seedlings. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, I mean, going I'm, going I'm, three weeks later has made yeah. such a difference where everything was grown. And I mean, like, you know, going through Millennium Force and stuff, it's like there there was never anything on the trees, and now it's like yeah. everything was full and all. But um, everything was clean. I was very impressed with the cleanliness of it. Um, you know, everything was just. I, I don't I don't remember anything to being. Eh. Like, ooh, that's gross, you know, but I can't, I, I don't know, I can't fault it. Other than the trees and the water features and things like that, which water features around a lake and mosquitoes and stuff. You, just, you really can't control that. Like, what's going to grow is going to grow no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I give it an eight. But moving on. So, employees. Mm. To me, this is the most important category in any park because as Walt Disney said you can make the greatest place in the world but it, the difference is the people I'm paraphrasing I used to know the quote off by heart but it's the people that make the difference so how were the park employees were they efficient were they friendly did they seem happy or did it feel like you were disturbing them by being there did they go out of your way to make your day special Tim I'm gonna give them a nine only because Cedar Point employees do not have the empowerment to create magic like other employees in other parks can. I think a lot of it may have to do with pay increase. Um, I think a lot of it may have to do with early in the season because generally when we go, people are kind of pleasant and they're yeah. trying to you know come in there i mean just because they're starting so they're not mm -hmm. jaded yet True. by the karens and kyles of the amusement world <laughs> um, and there are many yes there are and yeah um everybody was very happy or <laughs> i could not do that again if i tried everybody was seemed to be very happy. They put out the notion that they were very happy. I got one more sip in there, sir. <laughs> put it back. You missed it. Tim Straw just had a mind of its own and skyrocketed into the sky. I should do. <laughs> That's going to give me a heartburn. That was all orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, everybody was happy. Everybody... Even the spiels that they were doing, other than the people that you could tell, like the girl on Maverick just started reading. that she day was and she it. was literally reading from a clipboard. Like you get, but like people, people were very happy and, and they, um, you didn't feel like you were annoying them and they were very accommodating. I mean, you even tried it whenever we got on Ruger, you're like, can I have her seven? And they're absolutely, of course, mm -hmm. like. You and you look at me, and you're like, I just wanted to see if I requested a row, if they would let me, yeah, you know. And it's you know, we got on Val Raven, we said, Can we wait for the front? Absolutely, just move, move to the side, you mm -hmm. know. It was, it was very nice that way, so yeah, I give them a nine. The only thing I, I would wish they could do is have empowerment to make days more magical, but that's not their brand, they want to mow through people, Chris. What say you? Well, I originally had a seven down. I'm moving it probably closer to an eight, only because my experience was more with the people working at the food booths and the regular locations for drinks. And honestly, as you said, they were all pretty much in a good mood and they were cheery. 
I could tell at least my interactions with the food crews, they were a little stressed and stretched. You could tell that they weren't running on full. But even in that, they were still pleasant. I actually had a nice conversation with one as they were filling my drink pass drink, which hasn't happened on previous trips. It's kind of like, what do you want? And they kind of throw the drink at you and off you go. It was very pleasant. I have nothing bad to say about their employees. Actually, just before I go to you, I completely forgot about this. But when I went into the saloon, when we got done with Maverick Mm -hmm. and, you know, I ordered whatever draft beer I got, but it was kicked. And the girl, she didn't know had draft beers or whatever. She didn't know it was cake. And the other girl was like, but the entire time while they was changing a keg, the girl was standing there and she's like, so where are you from? Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get here? Do you guys normally come up? Are you here for the festival? Did you go to the festival yet? Was it good? You know? And so I was very yeah. proud because normally it's like, what do you want? Yeah. You know? I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not so. used to that kind of friendliness from Cedar Point employees, yeah. to be honest. So I give them a 10. It is Ooh. my first perfect score of the season, and I do not give out. I'm like Len from Dancing with the Stars. I do not give out a 10 unless it is well-deserved. And I was really surprised with the employees. Um, you know, from everything, literally, even when I went in the gate and I asked about my pass, it wasn't just... A short answer, it was, oh, no, our systems are down. You know, you can try to stop later. You're good for now. Um, whenever we rode Val Raven, and I asked the girl when we were about to go in the front row, I said, you know, we need the special seat. She looked at me. She was, I tried to catch her in between spieling because she was also spieling. And I said, oh, can you, you know, we need the special seat. And she says, I got you. Just follow me. Like, it literally was just such a, took us right to the seat. You know, and then made sure that everyone fit correctly. Let let's talk about the five foot two blonde haired girl that was built like a silverback. <laughs> that was just pure muscle that you was trying, and she said, "No, yeah, I got you." <laughs> she and she great. went, "Thump, you're good to go." Yeah. <laughs> like it, props to she, her. She was great, and you know, and then you look. Like every single interaction I had with an employee was they were happy to be there. They went out of their way to ask how I was. How's your day going? I almost, I didn't know what to say. Now, part of me, I was just so happy to actually see some of their faces and just being able to see them smile, I think is a difference. Like we are not used to that. A year of COVID, we're not used to seeing facial expressions other than eyes. So I think that that helped a little bit, but like everyone, even the people on the train, they were joking, they were friendly, they were fun. Everyone kind of seemed like they were a little more laid back and it was more about the experience for everyone. Now, mind you, this is early in the season. If we check back in a month or two, which we will. I have been at Cedar Point on opening day and I've had some of the worst employee situations I've ever had. And I'm thinking this is the first day you have a long season ahead of you. But even think about it, when we got off the sky ride at the end of the night, hey guys, how was your ride? You know, did you have a good day? Like, mm-hmm. literally, that kind of thing on every ride. And every, like, every time I got a drink refill, you know, oh, have a great day. I hope you enjoy mm-hmm. the rest of your day. Like, which I, but see, I, the thing, it, like, 
and you remember that. And this is one of the things that I, I will say I fall into that category is who remembers that? Like, those are little things that like to you made a big difference in your day mm-hmm. um, and can make a huge difference in some other people's days, yeah. you know, and a lot of people take that for granted. Mm-hmm. And to hear that is, yeah. And again, like you said, I wasn't, I was, I was kind of shocked by it because when you guys are in line for things, I'm using my drink pass and I run into these people a lot. And it's like, Half the time it's not even verbal. They grunt and they hand you your drink. I mean, I normally... I have full conversations with some of these people. And I normally start conversation with people. They were starting conversation with me. Exactly. That is the difference that I notice. And and that's why I gave them a 10. Because normally I could find one. Like, ugh. Like, they were just... I can't even say one employee. Hmm. You know, it it was... was, uh, Yeah. Again, I, I, I give them a perfect score, a 10. Well, from the tops to the bottoms, let's talk about <laughs> the shitters. <laughs> Restrooms. You got to eat, and then it goes through you. Now, this is always a fun category. Oh, the Cedar Point restrooms. They're not all created equal. But anywho, we look at a bunch of things when it comes to restrooms. Um, were they clean? Were there enough stalls or urinals? Did they have automatic sinks or dryer features? Were they air conditioned? Was there music? You're missing something. What? Was the guy featured in the ad in the Magma restroom? <laughs> <laughs> and was it as clean as he portrayed it to be? <laughs> when it comes to Cedar Point bathrooms, there's a sliding scale based almost entirely on when they were built. <laughs> yes. And my score is a middle-of-the-road five, and that's only because most of their bathrooms function as a bathroom. They meet the baseline requirement. But they're so scattershot, and they're so inconsistent. There's some really good ones, and there's some really atrocious ones. Magnum. <clears throat> and honestly, I, I could name some really good ones, but I don't want them to be public because they're my secret. <laughs> they're the clean bathrooms nobody else uses that I will go to. Few and far between. The tree on the island, Millennium Force and Forbidden <laughs> Frontier. Yes. Grab the stump and bear down. <laughs> I'd give it a six. More charitable I, than me. They weren't. This trip, not historical, not on average, okay. this trip, they, they were, were not bad. Magnum bathrooms did not smell like the seventh pit of hell. No. It didn't have that. It was not dirty. Mm-mm. There was piss on the floor. But but the floor was dry compared to what normally is like. Normally that bathroom, the floor is soaked. Every the time stuff wasn't there. overflowing. Yeah. Like that is the worst bathroom so in the park. it didn't have the vague aroma no. of the monkey enclosure at the zoo. Like. Somebody needs to make shirts. About- <laughs> oh, fucking that's an idea. Oh, yeah. So, are you done? <laughs> yeah, I've extricated all over yes. the bathroom floor. <laughs> My take on the bathrooms, I normally would probably give it a lower score, but it, it seemed to be, it seemed to me that they were definitely cleaning the bathrooms more often on this trip. Um, they definitely... I think at least one of the bathrooms got air conditioning that didn't used to have air conditioning because it just felt more comfortable in there. Um, 
you know, it's to me, believe it or not, I don't think the Magnum is the worst bathroom in the park. The worst bathroom in the park is the one by Raptor. The one by Raptor is bad. Think I've ever used it. Oh, I don't bad. think I've even known that there was a bathroom there. Yeah. Where by Raptor? At the exit, right after the photo booth. It's tucked in there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. oh. Dude, that's why we don't use it. Yeah, we've locked. Yeah, that is that is the worst. Mm. Now the new one. That's like, like a that's like like Kennywood like four yes. star restaurant. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know my my favorite ones. This is a fun. We're talking about favorite restrooms. I love the one in Frontier Town, like that's tucked away in the back by the ice cream place. It's in between the smokehouse and yes, first day. It, yes, it goes in. Yeah. Yes, I love that bathroom because it's clean. It's air conditioned. They have music, the, automatic features. The one next great. to the China shop isn't bad either. Yes. Yeah. I give it a four flush <laughs> rating. Uh, so I give them a seven. I, I give them a seven on this trip. Normally, I'd, I'd score lower, but they were they were better. And finally, last but not least, park value. And I think to families, this is probably the most important one. You might only go to, the average family only goes to one or two theme parks and amusement parks a year. They want to get the value out of it. So when it came to what you paid for, did you get what you expected? Um, you know, the value, admission, parking, food, gifts, etc. Did you feel like you were being ripped off? Did you get with what you paid for? I mean, that's the big, that's the big thing. All right. So with this. Take away that you bought a season pass in 2019 and you bought a gold pass for $99. Take away, well, well I paid full price. You paid my normal. Bottom. Yeah. Then my, my score is dropping a bit. Really? Okay. So for right. me, based on, hmm. okay, so based on normal gay prices on online prices, what is it, $49.99? Um, I'm looking to see what their regular admission is because so season passes right now are $129 for the gold. So you get free parking, you get blah, 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 blah. We stayed at the breakers express, not, I'm sorry, the Cedar point express hotel for hundred dollars. Right? So hundred dollars, we got free parking. We got early entry, you know, um, $100 wasn't really that bad for three people mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a room for a night. Um, got free parking, which is normally 20 I believe so. Right? So, the gate price at Cedar Point, if you would buy a ticket at the gate, is $75. Okay. The online price right now, during the week... Is forty nine ninety nine. If you went during the weekend, it's fifty nine ninety nine in June. Yeah, it's the same throughout the summer. Okay. I was afraid. I was kind of like, oh. So let's assume that we all bought season passes and we bought ninety nine dollars, ninety nine dollars, and whatever the platinum is. A gold pass right now is one thirty five. Okay. We paid hundred. We paid ninety nine. Yeah. And let's say we just paid it. Not a year and a half ago, <laughs> halfway through 2019. Oh, crap. <laughs> um, for the value, 
Um, I mean, normally we would get more days, but because of staffing and whatnot. Um, for this particular thing, um, I'm happy with the value. Mm -hmm. I mean, $99 early entry. We got on three rides in an hour with absolutely no weight. We got, you know, it, it's the food prices aren't too bad. I've seen it a lot worse. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the ride variety, the excitement that I got from my $99, um, me riding millennium is enough, but that's just personal opinion. Um, but you know, they have a good variety of rides. It's not like going and paying $99 to go to Knoebels and having four, five roller coasters to ride. You have 16, like, you know, you got to do a lot. We did a lot and we actually took breaks. So where would you put your number? Seven. I'm yeah. happy with seven. Seven. That's, that's pretty much where I, I would, Love. that's pretty much where I would put mine. Using the the rubric that you put out for spending, because you're, honestly, if you're going to go to a park for more than one day, it's worth buying the season pass most of the time. It comes out better in the long run. And yeah. honestly, where I think I get the most value out of my pass beyond the um, admission is I tack on the drink pass. It's it's one of the best deals considering that three drinks in the park is the price of the drink pass for the year, and you'd kind of be stupid not to get it. So I, I would say the, the value for the park is definitely a seven, probably a higher seven, closer to an eight. I mean, you do get a very good experience for the price. Sevens all around, because I give it a seven as well. You know, the one thing in the industry that irritates me, it's... I hate what parks are charging for parking. I hate it. But I think the current admission value at $49 or $59 for what you get is a deal. It is a great deal. But again, they get you with the cost of food. And they get you with the cost of drinks. If you didn't have the drink pass, yeah. if you're paying... Like when I got the drink at the hotel and a freaking 20-ounce drink was $5. Yeah. Like... That's why I ding it down to a seven. And I do think some of their merch is creeped up in price, but it's not nearly as expensive as some other parks. It's still relatively reasonable. Well, when you look at forty nine ninety nine, you look at Kennywood at forty nine ninety nine. I'm driving to the difference in. I mean, yeah, you're going to spend more to drive to Ohio yeah. tolls and, and and all that. But when you look at the admission to that park. And excluding the, all yeah. that and the food pricing is about the same you're going to get a huge difference oh, completely, completely yeah in the two experiences so yeah so we uh, added up the scores yeah so tim gave 69 yeah chris gave 72 i gave 78 for a total score of 219 but we round you know we basically divide that by three and get our total as a group score and Cedar Point gets a 73 for this trip. Do we remember what Hershey was? I do not. Because this is our second one. I just, and maybe the next time we do, we start ranking them and yeah. kind of well, well, I, I do think, a ooh, head to head. Well, well, I honestly think the next trip to Hershey is a more valid trip to do because right. the first trip. We had way too many variables to really yeah. judge the park. Oh, Although I had a great experience with the wind and what wasn't open. 
that does, you can't really judge the park completely. That said, I will always say I love the customer support yes. and the social media crew at Hershey. I think basically almost every other park in the industry could take a lesson or two from them. Yes, I agree. Sure. So 73, not bad. Yeah. With everything considered, being like the first trip of the season. Early in the season. They're still shaking things out. Yep, that's pretty good. So 73 out of 110. Pretty good. I mean, we're fanboys, and we're pretty hard. Hmm. So. Well, we're fanboys, but we're all, I, I think we're all pretty honest. I mean, we're not like some other fan groups that will just, whatever the company they follow does is the most amazing thing ever. I yeah. praise where it gets, like, if you do something, like the employees, again, perfect score, because yeah. that really impressed. Like, I will give praise where, when it's deserved, for sure. So with that, I think that wraps up this episode of the Zero G Adventures podcast, episode 22, Cedar Point 2021. Um, we're going to be back in the next week with uh, Universal Islands of Adventure. Um, we'll get there. I think we might actually possibly, I, I don't know if you're coming along, but we have a Knobles trip coming up. But Chris and I might do a review of Knobles. I'll do the review, mm -hmm. but not the 2021 review. So we have that coming up. And I possibly, if our schedules allow, I want to do Kennywood's. I want to do Kennywood quick. Yeah. Like I want to go to Kennywood. We Definitely. should do a Friday night because they're up until 9. I'd love to do a Friday night. Because I could probably early yeah if we go at like four o'clock i could take probably half day because like because my vacation day yeah i have that and i can probably take half day yeah i'd like to go, go friday and just i mean i don't need to ride anything i'd like to ride still Coasters. Curtain. yeah i'd like to ride curtain that's about it everything else i can do mm. yeah so all right <laughs> so we'll be back um whenever we're back but so Chris is going to take over our social media marketing. Yay. When, I, when I'm told things are ready to post, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So with that, we will talk to you next time. As always. Right on. Word. <laughs>